1: Well, hello, raw feeders. I'm Didi mercer Moppet, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business and friends, like my friend, Dr. Andy, don't let friends feed kibble. Now, do we, Dr. Andy?
0: No, we do not.
1: You know, I have to ask you this every single week. Why? Because we have to get it through our pet parents' heads. I just had someone right before the podcast come on and say, hey, we're transitioning our pup, doing great on to raw, been doing it for a week, but we're considering, you know, doing half kibble, half raw. What say you? And I say, do you know our tagline? Friends don't let friends feed kibble. Not if you want health. I get it. I get it. People are like, well, it's too expensive. Is it? it? I mean, I I don't know. I mean, what's too expensive for your best friend?
0: And actually, I just had a client of mine. This has been an ongoing conversation. Um, one of her dogs is actually have, having breakthrough seizures and she's considering another med, but she's still feeding a carbohydrate high diet. I'm like, with the money here, you might not have to get the med, but she did the research. She's like, I can't find anything else that she was trying to get cheaper. She was, she's like, I can't find anything else at a better price point than raw dog food.
1: Right. And so I'm just like, okay, peeps, I get it. You want like you want auto ship, you want this, you want that, you want them in little medallions. That causes the price to go up. Everything causes the price to go up, right? Whenever the plant has to change machinery or do certain things. Um all of this costs money. And also, I would say this. Maybe this is going to be a good thing, maybe it's not, Dr. Andy, but when people complain, the FDA listens and they do things that aren't in the best interest of our pets. And this is what I mean. You know, back um, before the whole uh, Flovid thing happened, um, the FDA was coming down pretty hard on raw dog food companies. They were trying to kick us in the teeth and they they succeeded, you know, in, in causing issues they're back at it. They're back at it because why? Because everybody's afraid of bacteria, which I just want to say, Dr. Thomas Cowan will be coming on the podcast right here. So look for that uh, coming out next Thursday. He's the man that we, isn't that super cool? He's the, that, that, that is going to maybe make your head explode about bacteria Right. And and what do we see right now? Uh, fungus, this attack of the fungus is coming and we've got people dying from eye drops because some eye drops are contaminated.
0: Not funny. Sorry.
1: I mean, yes. co- what they want us to live in a bubble. You know, is that just a whole nother narrative that's like, Oh, sterile world, sterile food, sterile environments. It's the best thing for you. Just like, The mask. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just just so angry, uh, Andy, about the uh, gaslighting and how people just go with it, just go with it, and they don't even know if it's good.
0: It's sad, because I thought we were actually moving in the other direction with the space that I listen to for my dog's health and my health and in, you know, all the talk of how we're mostly bacteria, we are made up of mostly bacteria. We have more bacteria than cells in our body. And I thought we were moving that way. Like we need, this is our biome and we need to live with them, not eradicate them. And yes, there's always a handful of troublemakers out there. You're, you're pathogenic, but the vast majority of them were meant to live with.
1: So Darwin's just got hit. Darwin's pet food. They just got hit and they had to do a recall because of what salmonella. Here's the question I have. Is it a pathogenic strain? Did they even name the daggum strain? We have 1,200 strains. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand the FDA's focus when they allow red dye number four in Skittles. Now they are trying to take that away, but I'm just saying there's so many carcinogens that they allow so much bad things that they allow and they have allowed forever. So why are you picking on us? Well, I tell you why, because this industry is making a lot of noise and at the global pet food expo and a a lot of our, you know, peeps that we know are there and have been there. I mean, you've got raw, you've got air dried, you've got all of these cleaner foods that are on the rise. Why? Because of people that listen to you know, our show and the people that that we surround ourselves with and all of us that are out there sounding the alarm to say, hey, that skin issue, that gut issue, that inflammation, yeah, that's coming from that crappy food over there. And so pet parents are getting wise. So I don't know. I don't know. It just, it just, it it infuriates me. And I do think, Dr. Andy, that part of it is uninformed pet parents that are getting getting snookered, getting gaslighted by the vets who say, don't do that raw stuff. That is very scary. Do the hydrolyzed protein. WTF.
0: utf i because of my little dachshunds uh, epi slash whatever you want to call his digestive issue um, i'm on a facebook page for dogs with epi which is um, endocrine pancreatic insufficiency <laughs> and it's amazing post after post hey we found a kibble that's actually helping hey we switched to a different kibble anybody got a kibble out there that can help but i'm just like Nothing is, You none of those are going to help folks. You've got to get off the junk.
1: Um, I,
0: you, I've done do you amazing come in? with his.
1: I'm not that brave. I need to get in there. Cowboy, need, it's I, computer.
0: I know, cowboy up, right? Is that what you're going to tell me? No,
1: no. Well, that's a good one. I like <laughs> cowboy up. But I was going to say, what I meant to say is computer courage. What is it? It's, uh, we, we talk about the folks that are behind the computer. It's not quite scary when you're behind a computer. Come on.
0: That
1: scares me. What are I'm they going to do to you? What are they going to do to you? Nothing. I'm okay, just going to start them.
0: putting your link in there. Well, to you.
1: well we are uh, looking at starting a Facebook group called the Raw Dog Food Truth Facebook group. The question is, yeah, the qu- I can't manage it because, you know, it's, it's not that I get scared. I get.
0: It, maybe it's not scared either, but it the overwhelm of it. The the energy of that. It, it's a lot. I, I I take a lot of it personally.
1: Yes, you do. All right. So tell me about Torch. How's he doing? Uh, He's doing good. He's Mr. Good Torchy. Good. You need yeah. to get a little picture and show our peeps, Mr. Know, Torchy, with I his mohawk. Have... He does have a mohawk, folks. So you serious. should have just brought him down to the show today. And...
0: Oh, I shut up.
1: <laughs> so No, Torch so, is doing
0: I, amazing. I actually yeah. had to call Neely a few weeks ago. She had uh-huh. to talk me off the ledge
1: why? What was the matter?
0: I'm, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to throw antibiotics in this ear. I'm going to do it.
1: Did I'm she like, say not just... unless he's dying? Oh,
0: of course. Like, of course she read me the riot act, which is why I went there. Um, that's what I was looking for. Right. You know, we all need that support. We all right? need to hear it, you know, and I'm like, you better talk me down. You better... It'll make things worse. I'm like, I know all this, right. But you, this ear has been gunky. I think it cleared up for about three weeks. In the almost year I've had him, we clean, we clean it out, we put this in it, we put that in it, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so we're working on a homeopathic regimen at the moment. So far, I got to say that nothing has shifted, but.
1: He looked fine just... when I was over there.
0: Oh, he's in great spirits and the ear doesn't bother him, but he's got the gunky ear. He's got the drippy eye and he's got the EPI, all of which I think is a vaccine assault vaccine
1: reaction. Man, uh, we, you know, we, we pound the vaccine. We pound it. Uh, and I know that maybe some people don't like that, but you guys, I think that we're getting ample support out there on the human side. Have you, do you know Edward Dowd by any chance?
0: I do not.
1: You I need didn't. to know Edward Dowd. So okay. D-O-U-D, Edward Dowd. Now, Edward Dowd used to be on uh wall street he was a bond seller he was with hsbc he sold bonds he was in the dot com failure uh he was in the uh 208 209 you know failure so basically he said look i've been in the fraud uh, watching the fraud business all my life because he's saying it's all fraud but he just wrote this book um and really what he is writing about is um how many people are out of the system dead, dead or um, disabled? Um, and what this is doing to our economy and and he's saying it is because of the vaccines. Now, that is the, the mRNA vaccine, okay? He's talking about that, but there are ample people out there that are now bringing awareness to what is going on And he's saying, look, it's not a bunch of people sitting in a room with cigars, maniacally laughing, saying that they're going to kill a bunch of people. It isn't. That isn't it. It's he said the industries that start salivating because they can make a ton of money because of certain things that are happening. So he said the tech businesses were salivating because they could use their um, create censorship type products. You had your. Um, doctors who are getting incentivized. You have your pharmaceutical companies who are making, you know, tons of money because the mandate was going to be every quarter that you had to get a booster. So basically what he's bringing to light is how this sort of stuff happens. And I always look at it in the pet industry, right? Saying, okay, do we really need, and this is going to be something that I'm gonna talk about with with Dr. Cowan as well, but let's just look at it from this. Do we really need a rabies vaccine every three years? And is that based on a real issue or is that based on money, right? And so I think that it's starting to wake people up because in the one industry that people do not push back, Dr. Andy, it's the veterinary industry. They do not push back.
0: I, and I unfortunately I do think it comes down to money. I don't think any of the regulations, county, state, all of that is based on anything, but what some person said way back in the day, and nobody's questioned it.
1: Amanda, our daughter, um, called, and uh, well, she she sent me the two people that have these dogs. Uh, she's a vet, okay, out in Moab. But she sent me two customers that have these dogs. And they have issues. And she said, you know, I need for you to deal with the raw because obviously, you know, it takes a while to talk to people about raw. And this was a comment that I thought was interesting. She she had these, um, somebody brought in these allergy tests. And I I want to talk to her a little bit more about this because it was sort of in passing. She said, I looked at these tests and I looked at these numbers and I said, what does this correlate to? What, what's, what do these correlate to these allergy that tests? What your
0: your daughter said,
1: yeah, oh, wait, she's a vet. Said, oh, no, okay. she said that she said, what? Okay. I don't even,
0: I've never even seen them. I, people have spoken of them. Yeah. They've so Lots of money on them.
1: Right. And so I, I really want to get, uh, her perspective on that. And she said, I sent them to you. Although what we're supposed to do is, um, recommend hydrolyzed protein because we make a lot of money on that food so
0: make it you're making headway even there
1: you know if you can get a perspective from inside the enemy lines that's always <laughs> say mm-hmm. the enemy lines i think it's so interesting it's like you don't even know what the allergy test what those are correlating to where did those numbers come from what's the basis for that?
0: there might've been a description somewhere. Was it an IgA or an IgG? What was stimulated in the immune system? That's generally what they correlate to. I don't know. Like I said, I've I've actually not read one of them from the veterinarians, um, which is a blood test, which when you're testing blood is the end product. It's already done with. It's not even active in the body anymore. So you got to take that into account what kind of test you've got. And then any allergy test, anywhere on any being what you have been eating regularly will come up as an issue
1: maybe even breathing
0: it's possible right like and so everybody's like oh they can have beef and chicken well that's mostly what they've been eating and maybe yeah you want to rotate off of that for a while but if you go to duck and retest duck will come up and so you also have to pay attention to what's going on in your animal and how they're feeling, and what their skin is doing. And and then, yes, most of the time, if they're kibble-fed, it's just because it's processed junk. And that's why it's irritating the system. And so, you know, we get it all the time, right? Well, they tested they can't have beef. Well, raw beef is completely different than beef thrown into a kibble. It's completely different. And you don't know you have a problem with beef until you try it. So first time feeders, we generally don't start there, right? We'll start with some other stuff that they're comfortable with, but that is not the same. Raw meat and kibble are not the same. They're not going to process in the body the same. They're not going to digest the same.
1: You know, and I really want to, I, I, we've got to dive into this statement that I hear a lot. You probably hear it too, where people will get on a raw diet. And they'll bring some of their other uh, ways of feeding with them, like pumpkin and dairy, okay, that they were doing on kibble. They bring it over into the raw. And I'm not saying that, that, you know, either one of these can't be used, but I'm using it as an example. I hear this response all the time. They get on raw. The whole pH changes. Everything starts to, you know, stabilize the way that an actual carnivore should eat. And they're still doing these other things. And then maybe we have loose poops or maybe uh, we have some sort of something happen, right? Mucousy poops. Somebody asked me about that the other day. And I'm like, well, why don't we take those other things out? And the response is always because they've never had an issue with those things before. But there's not any protein per se in pumpkin. There may be some in raw goat's milk, right? The yeah. things that actually a carnivore has to have to build their body is in meat, bones, organ, and fat. But that's the one that we wanted. T- I'm like, I, I, how would you I, answer that?
0: And I, I, I struggle because people are not willing to let go of all this other stuff, right? Like, oh my goodness. And we have to retrain the body. Like you mentioned there, the body now has to learn how to digest protein, complete proteins. Um, And that's going to require a shift in pH. Like you said, like this is, I, I told a client the other day, I'm like, get ready to clean up some messes. But we've got to walk through this. Otherwise, you're never going to get to the other side. You know, doing two days of raw and then backing off and feeding rice and going back into the raw bit and backing off and doing pumpkin this time. And I'm like, just it's a little. It's only three pounds too. It's not even that big of a mess. But you're gonna have to walk through it. And yes, there might be a little looser stool, diarrhea as the toxins leave the body. You're gonna have to walk through it. But why is it always the meat? I don't know. I I think it's maybe the. People are still, even though they may know in their hearts that this is what their dog requires, it's still scary. Because all they hear all around them from their neighbors, their vets, their whatever is don't do that.
1: In in your raw dog food or nutrition consultations, I should ask you that, in your nutrition consultations, um, what what do you see as the biggest fear? of people when they're trying to get their dog healthy and they're going to have to really do something different? What's the biggest fear that we need to address and help people through, you think?
0: It, it, I think what I've, it, it's the balanced part. I think people get really stuck on that. They love the back chart. And at this weight, you feed this much, and you're going to take this big company's word for it that it has everything in it for your animal, and you don't have to worry about it. Um, A, that's a big fat lie on all of that. That back chart, their main goal is to sell you food, so they're going to overfeed your animal. Two, um, those ingredients may or may not even be correct, or where did they come from this time, or what did they change, or what are they not... um, checking for in their facilities and causing your animals issues. I think people put their trust and now, now we're asking them to think. We're asking them to do math. We're asking them to pay attention to their animal. See how they're looking, how they're feeling. What does their coat look like? Before they could, they could just go, oh, this isn't working. Let me go to the vet here. This isn't working. What do I need to change? And that is not common in anything in, in this world, right? Like taking responsibility for your own animal, changing things the way, you, you know, changing things as you need to, Oh, they're getting a little fat. Oh, they're, de- you know, how many come in? I'm like, why is your raw fed dog fat? Yeah. And they're like, Oh, I'm like, did you buy a scale? Are you weighing this?
1: You don't even have to buy a scale, Dr. Andy. I mean, you seriously, but, uh, look but, at your dog.
0: I know, but. I'm trying to, you know, put that chart over here, get a scale, feed this. But my next statement is see where they land. Oh my gosh. You know, we're going to go here. Um, Raw dog food is not resprayed with anything. It's not treated any way. It's not, it doesn't have all of the bloody things everybody puts everything in. And they're like, oh my God, what do I need to supplement? I'm like, um, we're just going to start feeding meat and we're going to see where your animal lands. And then we'll discuss that. But people get, I mean, all, like you said, the pumpkin, the supplements, the this, the the, that. I'm like, okay, stop putting everything in there. Right. Right. Let's keep this simple, right? Kiss. We all grow up with kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Um,
1: I I say this all the time. I'm amazed at all of the different things that are going into dogs' bodies. Um, We uh, were talking.
0: Um, and just getting the truth out of people. What else are you feeding? Nothing. What else are you feeding? Oh, well, there's that evening snack that we have to do. Oh, and and by the way, folks, you don't have to do it. I just transitioned all my dogs from two meals to one. Like it's hard. Okay. now, Now
1: that you said that that was helping Torchy's gut.
0: Yes, that's helping. And my senior dog's really doing really well with it. I'm really thrilled. I'm thrilled with it. Um, I think we overfeed, and the digestive system never gets a damn break.
1: Um, you've said and, you, you've said many times that you think that the neuroses of dogs has increased because they don't even get treated like dogs anymore. They're pampered little pooches, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't be pampered, but
0: there's yeah, being a dog, and then they're and and being taken care of very well. Be, being fed of a species of pre- appropriate diet. And then there's this coddled mess of neurotic things that we have. I mean, they're not even asked to find the cookie anymore. Everybody just leans down and points it out to them.
1: Right. 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 The That's a um, simple example to your point, our dogs don't work for their food anymore. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No. And, and then they become overweight and then they get finicky where they're like, now I've never had a finicky dog. But I do not have that
0: problem either. Holy I mo- mean,
1: Lousie, literally comes up every morning and she's like, hey, hello. Come out of your office because I need to eat. And, and you're like,
0: describe these animals that are like, I don't want to eat. I'm like my number one go to that these days is you're overfeeding. Somehow, some way, somewhere. I, I don't know, but you're overfeeding.
1: Dr. Judy says the same thing. And um, and so I think maybe you should pull back to one feeding a day and see how that works for you. And are you giving in? Okay, like I, I hear this all the time. Well, there must be something wrong with this blend because I offered them some of my steak that I'd cooked, or I offered them like something that um is is processed and they were hungry. The thing about it is if you start that you're training them. Right? Well, I
0: can be I can be full and still eat Oreos. Yeah.
1: yeah, so I I think if you have issues you have to really look at everything that's going in the diet. Every single everything. thing, everything. Mm-hmm. And um and then start back to basics again. You know, if if you if you we're snookered into believing that your dog is allergic to everything under the sun. So when you're only feeding turkey. Uh, they probably are so- tired of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, you, you've got to switch it up. All the pumpkin out. Pumpkin's got a lot of sugar to it.
0: Yes, it does. It's, it's, Even- it's a starchy ish squash carb product. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, and uh, I'm, I'm not opposed to veggies. My dogs just aren't big veggie eaters. Right. So that's good fiber. I'm, I'm not saying I'm it's mildly
0: not... opposed to them. So we don't do hardly any. Right. Here and there, we do. But hmm, I, it's everyone's been snookered into that is like this huge requirement in their diet. And it's not a huge requirement in their diet. And I think some dogs, if you're still struggling and getting the blends with the veggies, that might just be a little too much for their digestive system. Yeah. So pull the veggies out, do just the meat for a while. We can revisit that.
1: Now, when Dr. Andy says just the meat, she doesn't mean just meat. She means meat, bones, organ, and fat. That's just the way that she describes.
0: (laughs) Sorry. Yes. The blends from raw dog food company. Yes.
1: You just have to look at all of it, right? And figure your dog out. But... I don't see, I haven't seen in 23 years that there's a dog that doesn't benefit from a species-appropriate diet, okay? One thing that ever Dowd said, he was even talking about himself, he said, I got on a, um, a kick, a health kick, and he said... He had lost like, I don't know, 40 pounds. He was on Tucker Carlson today is where this interview was. Not on Fox, but Tucker Carlson today. And Edward Dowd said, well, I stopped eating processed food.
0: That's the new elimination diet, right?
1: Right. Processed food. Yeah. He said, and and Tucker Carlson said, well, what do you eat? He said, I eat meat, fish, chicken, eggs when I can find them. And if you start listening to the doctors that like Dr. Mahalota, I think I say his name right, the guy who came out, you know, for the vaccine and against the vaccine after his dad died, who's a cardiologist, he says the same thing. He's like if you just pull out all the processed foods, your body, your body is going to heal. Well, why isn't that the same for the dogs? And I'm not sure that maybe some folks get their mind around what is really processed. And if it's taken out of its natural form and put into little pellets, that be processed. All right. So Dr. Andy, listen, um, what can people expect when they come over and do a consult with you? What all are you consulting on today and how can people benefit from working with you?
0: What they specialize in, in is what's going on with that animal. So let's really look at that animal. This is not cookie cutter. Do they need to add in body work such as chiropractic? What do they need to tweak in the diet? Like, how do we work this way outside the realm for the most part of conventional veterinary medicine? There is a time and a place for everything, but what can we do uh, over here outside of that? Um, And what can you do at home with food, with body work for your animal?
1: You can find Dr. Andy and that beautiful face right there at animalmagiccare.com, animalmagiccare.com. Don't forget every Tuesday night over at YouTube, Dr. Andy has Dr. Andy's World. That's A-N-D-I. You can bring your questions. You can bring your questions and uh, be amongst like-minded people. Yes, uh, that's what we're
0: really building is yeah. that community, that support. Because it feels lonely out there when you want to do this and nobody around you wants to support you with your animals.
1: Yeah, and I will say this. I had someone contact me this week who said, um, I just started raw. I uh, got this blend and this blend, and I went into a Facebook group, and I got totally attacked. They attacked me and said, that's not balanced, and that's not balanced, and you need to do this, and you need to do that. And she said, I just don't know who to believe. And I said, well, that's your first step you got to figure out who you want to listen to. All right, everybody, get your dog on a species-appropriate diet. It's super easy. If it's overwhelming, hit that I'm overwhelmed button. Thanks so much. Tell all your friends about the Raw Dog Food Truth. Subscribe, and uh, we'll see you soon, everybody. Bye-bye. Oh, snap!